0: Welcome to Let's Talk Business. I'm your host, James Price. This podcast has been designed to address business pain points, often neglected, but if dealt with correctly, can really enhance business value and performance. I've had over 30 years experience in business, and I currently own JPA Business Proprietary Limited, a business valuation, advisory, and transaction firm. We help private business clients across Australia and internationally grow, change, and enhance the value of their businesses. Welcome to Let's Talk Business podcast. I'm your host, James Price. And we're here on episode six to talk to two fascinating individuals who are business owners of the Australian College of Professionals, a business based in Sydney that provides professional development and training, both online and face-to-face, to real estate agents, the property sector, and other business clients. Welcome, Rosie and John Sullivan. Lovely to see you.
1: Great thanks. to be here, James. Yeah, okay. thanks for joining us,
0: guys. I've, I've been really keen to get you two in because, well, you know, sort of a disclaimer, I guess. I, uh, my listeners get a few disclaimers from time to time, but <laughs> I've probably had something to do with you guys for almost two decades, I think. I think uh, yeah. so. So you, you helped me um, you know, study and, and get my, my real estate and uh, business agents license. And uh, year to year, you helped me with compliance to make sure I'm on the straight and narrow in terms of the, the state legislation and practices, yeah?
1: That's, that's our gig. That's
0: <laughs> your gig, yeah. <laughs> so talking about your gig, you know, maybe that's where we start, right? I'd, I'd just like to understand you know, when you're when you're up the going up the elevator, and you're telling someone that doesn't know about your business, what what is what is Australian College of Professionals?
1: I guess the the quick lift definition yeah. is where a registered training organisation that offers qualification training to get people licensed and registered in the property industry, in mortgage broking, and in management. So we're property finance business, and they sort of. People who don't understand that look at you and you say, we're like TAFE, registered the same way, but better. So <laughs> <laughs> and private. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's that uh, definition. People then get what it is that we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and
0: and, and, and folks in New South Wales or broader than that? We're physically no.
1: located in New South Wales, obviously in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but we train nationwide. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and obviously, being online... There are, we have students, not many, but students that do study from overseas before they come to Australia to take on a property or finance role.
2: Right, right.
0: And how long has this business been going?
3: We started um, about November 2000, um thousand three two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. It's So long ago now. So, we so started we're after we're our, our 20th year. Our 20th birthday in October this year. Yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. So we we're going to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> well you should celebrate. Yeah? That's it. yeah. right. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and what was the what was the the sort of catalyst for that starting? Like how, how did, did help us how did, how did you sort of uh, you know suddenly get to the point of saying, right, we're gonna start this business?
1: It was an interesting transition. I was working in government in the the health and allied community services sector from a policy and training perspective always. I'd been in right. that, that angle. Yep. Uh, John was in banking and, and finance.
0: That's a barbecue discussion, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> I mean, it, is it is, it is.
3: <laughs> It is. I've uh, 20, 22 years in wow. working through the, through the ranks of uh, Teller up to branch manager, commercial managers, and uh, finally decided to, to get out and started my own little business and helping people run their um, finances and do a bit of mortgage breaking. And then uh, um, yeah, it all started from there.
1: Well, it did because you had a client that was setting up a, a startup yeah, in real trying estate. To set
3: up, trying yeah. to set up a startup in real estate and trying to help him, and um, yeah, we just started from there. Met a few interesting people, and uh, we decided to, to move on from there. And,
1: and from my angle, you know, the, this particular uh, person who was setting up his business said to John, "We need someone who can write policies and run training." And John was obviously not happy that I had a part-time job. <laughs> and said, "Oh, my wife can do that," and yeah. and then I ended up, and the property industry gets under your skin. Yeah, and you know it, it, it's interesting, and it's always you know, and it did. It got under my skin, and you know, I morphed out of the the government sector and into you know, and I'd always been in training, so I started using TAFE materials and running training for the people who were coming through with this new with this new business. Yeah. Wasn't happy with it. Wasn't happy with the way. The learning outcomes that were coming because my background is education and psychology, so you know it's mm-hmm. that's where my skills lie, as opposed to the, the financial side.
2: Yeah, a
0: bit more cut and dry. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Notice that grey suit, John. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly <the> right. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got grey trousers. <laughs> you know. Sorry for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a banking background, <laughs> half and half. Yeah. yeah.
1: And. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, I just thought that I wasn't happy with that and I thought, I've set up two registered training organisations for government departments. We're going to do one for ourselves. And yeah. that was the... That's I just... I wanted a different level. I wanted it on an individual basis. I felt that everybody was being treated as... Everybody had to have the same learning process, but you can't have people with the same learning process. People learn differently.
0: Well, I want to pick up on that. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd like to go back and talk about the property sector in general, and the inf- infectious nature of it, because mm. I think that's, is, yeah. that's interesting. But, but, but before we go there, what makes a good trainer? You know, like, because at the, at, 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 I guess at the essence, I mean, that's been mostly your career, mm. Rosie particularly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and now, obviously, yeah. the you in yeah. the business. But what's the defining points around a good trainer versus, you know, a trainer, so to speak, do you think?
1: I think there's a couple of variables here. One, you're knowledgeable you know your your topic area but you have the capacity or the the willingness to want everybody that's sitting in front of you be it online or webinars Mm. or sitting in a classroom with you to be better than you ever were so it's not about you listen to a lot of people oh I couldn't be a trainer I couldn't share my secrets well if you can't share absolutely everything that you have about how to make those people in that room or on that computer better than you are get out
0: Rosie, <laughs> you just gave me goosebumps by yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's um, wow. That's there's a there's a generosity in that statement, isn't there? Yeah.
1: Well, I right. think that I think that's actually the summary of the, the summary word there is the generosity. If you can't generously give of yourself as a trainer and give all of yourself as a trainer, then then I don't think you you're training people to be better. Yeah, it's yeah. not just about compliance it's not just about legislation and knowledge and I know you know that I focus on that hugely yes but we still need from a business perspective people still need to get out there and be successful yeah yeah. I mean very selfishly as business owners if they're not successful then they're out of business next year and they don't come back to us yeah Yeah, exactly so that makes us successful from a business perspective but from a human perspective we need to make people better
0: yeah and I'm just looking at that also in the lens of you know, many of our listeners are business owners mm.
2: yeah.
0: and, you know, they've all got teams, right? And in essence, part of that leadership role in one way or another is is training, coaching, mentoring. That's
2: right.
0: So I wonder how many of them have the same, you know, and I'm even reflecting on myself, that same drive and generosity to, you know, basically bestow that information in a way that, you know, is, is open and free, so to speak. Yeah. Because there is this... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inherently, yeah. humans are... Are we, are we somewhat competitive, even if we say we're not? Competitive you and know? selfish, yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Core traits of human beings. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think my mum, my old mum, who's been gone for, you know, 17 years now, was an old educator. And she was always on about, you leave somewhere better than when you walked in. And that's... You know that was her philosophy on life. Yeah, yeah. she was a tough old bird, but <laughs> yeah, you know. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, loved his mother-in-law. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> you
0: were the favourite. I son. W- yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, it was um, he was the only son-in-law. Uh, but you know, there's there was some. There's always something about it. And I think a good example is I was ta- I was texting with um, our media yeah uh, consultant on the way out here to to today and she was our first ever employee yeah. in the college yeah. so she was reception and she was putting books together she was talking to students she was you know getting excited with us when yeah. our one course in the month had hit double figures of were 10, people people who get 10 people you know so wow. Yeah. Uh, and she you know over she was with us for many years she left she ended off in a huge national sales and marketing role now she's got her own business and now she consults for us, you know, in terms yeah, yeah, of making yeah. our socials better, our, our, you know, that level. Your of that communication. Yeah. yeah. We,
3: we can't know everything. So we we're employed, you know, through the contractor through her and does the work for us, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But so, I mean, that's, and she always talks about her journey through the business. That yeah. you know, she's still, and she comes in, and reminds everybody that she is number one employee still. Yeah. So,
0: but <laughs> now, now you regard her as an expert in the sense of the social absolutely. side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, absolutely. So, she so it's full circle. As circle yeah. yeah, yeah. is
1: a very young young girl, and yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. now she's now she's you know one of our very valued consultants that, that yeah. come in and help us do what we do. Yeah. So that's satisfying, right? Yeah, oh, it is. is. And yeah. you know, yes. that's it's not just your training that you that people are paying you for; it's your training of your own team yeah. to actually get them to a point where they're better than when they walk through the door.
0: Yeah, look, yeah. I think there's kind of some important points there. I, I, think, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel that sometimes business owners and education, if we use that word in the broader yeah, sense, yeah. they're two different spheres, like two different planets. Yeah. But, but really, what this talk's telling us that actually they're, they're all part of the same, same galaxy very much, aren't they? Yeah. Right? And to get the value out of them, they need, they need, to, be, they need to be very integrated, I think. Um,
1: well, they do, because that's the human side of it. Yeah. That's the human yeah. side of it. That, you know, you go to... I mean, schools are better than they used to be, but you think about, you know, when we went to school, it was you learn this way, this is what you have to do, and this is how you will leave, and this is what you will go on to do after school. Yeah. And, you know, we had that drilled into us, you know, for six years of high school. And, you know, you, you come out at the other end, you think, okay, well, that was, that was an experience. And then you go off onto the next learning experience. Yeah. And, you know, and again, it's one... It has always been, traditionally, one way of learning. Whereas now there's... Several. You can even see in high schools and even primary schools now that kids, they're talking to them about, well, you know, you learn this way, you learn this way, and they're actually looking at the differences. So... Yeah.
0: I was going to pick that up because you mentioned that people learn differently before and you've mm. teased it out a little bit there yeah. I mean as an educator and, and someone that runs the gig that you run mm. how, do, how do you deal with that like it's, it's, it's almost like you've got to provide a, a point of difference for, the, for, for a singular but you've also got to have a business model that works for you know yeah. a, a large number of people I assume I mean how many people now in a year would you train for instance
1: that's between 7 and
0: 8000. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow, it's a bit different from the 10 in the course <laughs> that you mentioned well, exactly before. Well, right. It, exactly very right, different. Yeah. We now get huh?
1: we get now get really disappointed if, you know, the five courses per day somewhere haven't got 20 in them, you know. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, yeah. that's
0: that's wonderful, guys. <laughs> i mean, is, it it is, you know, having Yeah, having known you from those early days, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. very yeah, yeah. exciting. But how do you deal with that, you know? We well, have to every, as a
1: as uh, when you're preparing what you're going to actually train you actually have to look at the different modes of learning. So you have to have... Let's just look at face-to-face. You look at face-to-face and there's booklets so people can... follow. No, you'll go into a a classroom. Some people will never open that booklet that's put in front of them. In fact, they'll leave it on the desk when they leave.
0: You've been watching me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you know there's always, you know, an 80-page booklet there for a three- or four-hour session. And, you know, we've poured a lot of lot of energy and intellectual property into that into writing that booklet but then there's people that won't open it so they're the people that will sit back and listen and they will learn by listening but you have to have some activities in there because people learn by doing and if you don't actually give them a story or give them a scenario to actually think through and talk through then it doesn't go in so the way the person at the front who's facilitating it not necessarily the most you know, the most knowledgeable person in the room, no. but the person who's making sure that everybody gets what they need. They've got a booklet to read, and you'll see people who go through and they'll highlight it and they'll underline things and they'll you know, do that because they're very visual and they learn that way. There's others that will sit back and you think they're not listening at all, but no. they actually are because they'll come out with a question that shows that you, they've just listened to the whole, the, the, you know, the last 20 yeah. minutes and, they just, and you just think that they were off on another planet or playing on their phone or whatever they were doing. And, you know, adult learning. <laughs>
0: It's fa- it's fascinating, and then you've got people with their phones, and they're doing a deal because they're in property, and they. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you say, yeah. look, you know, when you finish the deal, come back in, and we're all sharing your commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. it's so it's it's the actual work that goes in before you even offer a offer a program, that is the I guess the that we think stands us apart. Yeah. By making sure that we're looking at everybody's needs, whereas the trainer, you know, that we might have a PowerPoint presentation going for some things, Uh, you know, making sure that it's not death by PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then you know you'll have the trainer who's telling scenarios. We'll have case, you know, legal cases that we're talking about, and then we'll, you know, and so people will actually have to be involved in a discussion. Yeah. And then there's questions. So yeah. yeah look, I
0: think I think that's fascinating. I, I mean, I as a as a young sort of business person for probably the first two decades of my career, I, I didn't get that. I thought that everyone in a team would respond the same way, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, I don't know why that that was. I just that's the way I you know, got a feel for things, and yeah. I was maybe maybe younger than than some in terms of taking on management roles and missed that, right? Yeah. And so in my, in my recent later career, I, I feel like I've, I've, had, I've had a whole new excitement because I've been able to unlock the hidden talent of people by focusing on individuals and, and focusing on the team and how it works and gels together. But yeah. it's amazing what, as a leader and a business owner, you can do if you, if you do differentiate and understand how those you know, people react differently. Uh, but um, you know, I often reflect back. It's not so much a regret, but it's a, gee, I would have been able to get a lot more out of my teams had I taken that approach. But I think you've got to be very deliberate and it takes time. Um, um, you know, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it's like rolling off a log for you guys because you're educators mm-hmm. you know, and that's yeah, your business. But yeah. um, as a business owner, like now I look at, you know, as you know, we value businesses mm. and some of the soft bits around team and culture, the really elite businesses for us are the ones that can unlock every inherent strength from each of their individual teams and then gel that to get each of their individuals and then as a team, because, you know, um, a lot can be done with process and what have you, but the real innovation comes from that special spark. Well, that starts
1: yeah. at recruitment.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I think it does, doesn't and it? That, yeah.
3: Well,
1: it actually no, doesn't. It starts with actually analysing your own skills. Yes. And I mean, you know, you introduced us as business owners, and I mean, yeah, we are, and people often say, well, how do you work together? Yeah, I go, well, and the staff have got it sorted. <laughs> if there's a question about money, about finance, about anything to do with that, they go straight to John. And if it's about anything else, they come to me. And if John says no, they come to me and say convince him. She tries <laughs> to change. She just says <laughs> yes. Or I just give them the credit card. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and then I just have to wear that later. But you know, it, it's about you know we're running a we're running a business. But you look at a general CEO of a hmm. of an organisation they often feel that they have to have every skill. They have to be able to manage people. They have to be able yeah. to look at the bottom line. They have to be able to analyse finances. They have to, you know, uh, they, they, you know the strategy of the company. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think, you know, we've had, and you know, John always reminds us, we've had growth every year for 20 years.
3: So we haven't, we haven't gone backwards in 20 really? years. Every year, even during the, the, the time when we split from a business partner... Uh, it was two years of, of period there where we didn't know what was going to happen, yeah. um, whether the business was going to continue. That was early on, Yeah, Tom. that was... That yeah. was uh, eleven years ago now. 2012. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. We continued running the business. It was a very stressful time for two years for us. Um, we finally came out of it after huge legal fees and, and payouts and things like that. But ever since then, we know the business is ours. Yeah. And we built it and built it and built it. We moved from, pre- move from the premises in the, the, and then to a big premises uh, in the city. Um, yeah. We just doubled the size of it um, at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, put massive training rooms in there now as
0: well. It's so you're, you're just above Town Hall Station, aren't you? Oh, we yeah. are. It's very
3: convenient for and people to get off the train and, very convenient for the, the girls when they want to go shopping. They can go every, anywhere, right through the whole building without getting wet. Yeah, well, like I feel like James. I
0: feel like I'm going into Town Hall when I when I yeah. uh, when I yeah. uh, when I go to my my training and professional development. Yeah,
3: well, we've been in that building right now since 2012. I think we moved in, 2013. <laughs> 2013, we moved in
0: there. But you've taken over extra space. Yeah, we
3: just took extra space. We just yeah. signed another five-year lease. So everybody
1: else downsized during
3: COVID. We doubled. We, just, we doubled our so. space. Spent a lot of money refitting it and doing things like that, but we decided to take the plunge and uh, extend
0: so it. where's the interest from from your clients? Is it in the online side? Is it in the face-to-face? Is it, is it in both? What's, what's, COVID, what's, kind of what's killed COVID our people. Is, yeah, COVID, yeah. Really? In yeah.
1: terms of... Come on. We're dealing with real estate agents, business brokers, (laughs) mortgage brokers, (laughs) stock and station, the stockies that sell stuff out of the... The The best and the brightest. Absolutely. They want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and doing stuff online is not their... Their It's not what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, we had interactive webinars and, you know, we we talk about the fact the difference between a webinar and a face-to-face is, well, you don't get a coffee and a piece of cake. Mm. Um, But you still get somebody live and talking to you very different though yeah yeah. so as soon as know, all the lockdowns came off in you know in sydney and everywhere else the 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 phones went mad again when are you going when are you going face to face when will you be in port macquarie when will you be in dubbo when will you be in you know even orange Um, Mm. (laughs) great place (laughs) so you know and it was it was, you know, that mad rush at the end of, a lock of each of the lockdowns of, you know, well, let's, get our, let's get our face-to-face done. So whilst we were online before COVID, uh, I think our point of difference again is we focus on making sure that there's face-to-face everywhere across.
0: Yeah, yeah that's interesting, you know, and, and I mean, uh, um, this is a bit of a biased comment, mm. but um, part of the face-to-face I like with my professional development training... Yeah with, uh, yourselves is, is the networking opportunity, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah, know, the people you meet mm-hmm. in the same or similar or adjacent yeah. professions, um, and hearing their war stories and their challenges and how they mm. approach things, mm-hmm. I think is, um, is kind of therapeutic in a way. Yeah. And, and it's... Yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, 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 and it's also, you know, I think you made a very important point there before, Rosie, about... As a CEO or a business owner or a leader, we 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 put a we do put a high bar on ourselves because we think to ourselves, well, we've got to be good at all those things. If we don't yeah. tick those boxes, we're inadequate. Where that's kind of, I think you're alluding to the fact that's actually that's actually the wrong take on on the role.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think
1: yeah. if if either of us had to do it all, I don't think we either of us it. would be
3: successful at we it. We couldn't. you couldn't. Manage Whereas,
1: it. as a team, you know, I don't touch the finances. I want to know the bottom line. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's pretty much that's all I want to know. If, if
0: your letter involved in the finances, would, would there be a mess? A um,
2: I'm
1: not uh, sure that we'd have probably probably, <laughs> wouldn't, probably <laughs> wouldn't too much too much money left.
3: Uh, but we, you know, we we quite well. Uh, yeah. the, business is, the business is strong. Uh, yeah. we've got good staff, good team.
0: But but you you delineate your your responsibilities, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So. But it is is it as simple as front of house and back of house, or it's more finance and administration versus? Yeah, you know, where I'd do, how does it? I do
3: probably yeah, I probably do more more finance uh, administration, all the compliance with the the, the BAS statements and payroll taxes and insurances, filling out yeah policy and things like that. Is a, the main role I've got. I still do, I still run, tra- occasionally run training courses and, and marking assessments and things like that as well. Do you John? Um, yeah. And Rosie and I, we, we don't sleep, we're, we're in the office every morning at 5am. Um, I think last night we went home at 10.30. Do you do that because
0: uh, you have to or because you like to? A
3: uh, bit of both. A bit of both, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'd like to get in early, we get a lot, of the work, a lot of work done before the staff start arriving and they're starting coming in at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Um, well, we try and get a lot of lot of work done uh, before they arrive, and uh, I can get a lot of the, lot of the a lot of the financial stuff done because we we know on a daily basis what what money we've got, what money yeah. is owing to us, and things like that. Yeah. And uh, we've we've got a great we've got a, a great team. We um, we went out with a lady last night, and she she was telling us uh, some of the problems they're having with their staff. And I thought, geez, we've got no problems compared to what some of the other businesses have yeah. got. Um, does does the team
0: serve you or do you serve the team
1: good question don't know that we've got an answer to that because I I think it changes on what's happening Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and you know when there's a a change happening within the team in terms of there's role changes there's new people coming in and there's always that little bit of "Mm, where's this fit or we're adding in new products and they sort of look at you as if why are we doing yeah. this? <laughs> and are you absolutely crazy? Or you bring in a, a big new client. And they go, how are we going to deal with that? And until you put the processes in for them, there's that sort of, you know, the team's running you because you're, yeah. you know, we and, you know, and, and our senior managers are putting those processes in and training people. And then once it's in, it's running itself. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. in control of each of their own little yeah. areas.
0: Yeah, but I think, so. I think that... I don't that know. Does it
1: doesn't, it changes depending on... And
0: maybe it should, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think, no, no. Um, you know, just being open to that. You, you know, know, you,
1: get, you, know you, you read all your articles on you're working on your business instead of in your business. And, and I think sometimes you can be so on your business that you forget what's in your business. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, yes. if you're not actually out there seeing what's going on and... Now, I don't do nearly as much training as I used to. But I still do some and I still go in and into some of the bigger corporates and,
2: yeah.
1: and also because they're a little bit more difficult because they have specific needs. Yeah. Um, but I think if you forget what you're doing and you're just managing or just being a, a CEO and a, and a financial um, controlling of that, then I think sometimes you'll forget what you're, what you're there for.
0: Yeah, and I wonder also, yeah. you, does your team become kind of, you know, do they feel like you're a bit removed? In other words, you know, if you can stand in the same trench as them, there's an element of credibility there, I think, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. and particularly pretty, you know, yeah. In, our,
1: in our busy period from Christmas to March, when every real estate and property agent wants to do their, their professional development before the cut-off date mm. of the 23rd of March. Yeah. You know, when they see you out there picking up the phones and talking to clients and enrolling somebody and you know, going through the process, Mm. and picking up assessments and talking to students and saying, no, have a look at this question or look at this, you're looking at it in the wrong way. Mm. They go, oh yeah, they actually do know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So they actually see you. And I, and I always make a point of often, when the phones are busy, you walk past, you pick up a phone. Yeah,
0: and, um, so you're part of the team. Yeah, if yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. you don't do it all the time and they know, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not to expect this, I'll, I'll leave the phone and hopefully <laughs> she'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to you describe your role the word I thought about is focus, right? Yeah. Like I think as individuals, we're, we're a lot better if we can focus on stuff, right? I think you you're know? right. And I've yeah.
3: always been in finance, in banking. I was in finance yeah. doing loan applications and approving loans and things like that. It's just a different role. It's now it's your business. Um, you're in control of it. And you've got to make sure you've got, you know, got you know, 30 odd staff, who in, including contractors, to pay. And you've got to make sure you've got the money to pay their wages, pay their salaries, pay all the bills as well. So you've got to make sure that their enrolments yeah. are coming in, um, um, so you can actually do that. Because you, you know, at thirty people, in cl- plus you probably had another thirty under that for their families you're supporting as well. It's significant, right? Yeah, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Like, did
0: you, if you reflect back to your banking and finance mm-hmm. days, and, yeah. and um, I've got some some empathy for you because I have <laughs> had a few of those days myself. Yeah. <laughs> but what what, what was it the money management aspect that, that you really got from those days that you utilised most, do you think? Or were there other things, John, that you... No, I
3: think, I think watching people, um, when I was doing loans, watching people struggling to pay the loans and things like that as well, to make sure you had you had money. Because yep. um, I was brought up, my parents did have a lot of money. Um, and I, you know, we, 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 whilst they provided for us and provided very well, Yeah. Um, you know, my mother didn't work. My father, my father worked, he was supporting five kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, private schools and things like that as well. And um, by by looking at that, but um, by running the, running the business, um, a lot of people in my banking days, uh, I remember used to ask people for copies of their finances, and it used to be in the old shoebox. These <laughs> days, we yes, the shoebox. I they recall take, that. They take it. They take it down to their accountant. You know. End of, end of December or something to, um, to get, the, get the tax return started. Yeah. And I had no idea what was going on. Right. These days now you're on tre- because of, you know, 1st of July 2020, uh, when GST came in, yeah. people now have to keep their records up to date. Because yeah. they've got a lot of the best, the best things, you've got to pay your taxes on time and things like that. Yeah. Um, I always say to Ray, to one of my famous things is the opposite, the busy, the broke. Uh, yeah. If you're not busy, you will you will be broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're lucky. And they, you know, they whilst we're busy in that, G- that January to March time is a fantastic period for us. Um, you didn't add
1: the rest of what you usually say. What's that? So shut up and get back to work. <laughs> <comfortable.
3: laughs> I say, oh, <laughs> I was, we're so busy. I was, I was trying to be polite, but this, you know, this, you know, we're probably don't complain.
0: <laughs> that's it.
3: <laughs> we're busy. It's yeah. good. Uh, we're we're uh, probably yeah. we're probably lucky. We um, we got. Cash resource uh, reserves to to cover the, the slow times as well. Um, I always say to when I was in the bank, I used to tell people when they're starting up their own business, you need enough money in the bank to cover between three and six months of your expenses yeah. to cover the bad times. Yeah. So if your your expenses are three hundred thousand dollars a month, you need nine hundred thousand dollars at least a minimum in the in your bank to cover that slow period of time. Um,
0: Why don't you think? Some small businesses heed that advice. So
3: why is I that? I think I think people see money in the bank and they've got to spend it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I know quite a few people who, who rather you know they don't pay their bills, don't pay their staff, don't pay their superannuation, um, but they make sure they pay themselves all the time. And there's yeah. no money to pay their, to pay all the other bills. Then they scream poor. They got they got no money.
0: So you're hinting um, you're hinting at a, a sort of a longer term horizon, though, aren't you? Yeah, though? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, you know, when when you're a startup, you know, sometimes there's not enough business, you know. We had 10 people coming to a course. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that was you know, there were you know, you had to have other streams of income, you know, that you were looking at rather than just that. Yeah. So, you know, that you know, when we started in 2003, when it when we got to GFC in 2008. Yeah. yeah and we just sold our home six weeks before GFC, yes. thank you, <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was very much, uh, you know, what's going to happen here? Are we going to still have a business at the end of this? Yeah. I, do so remember,
3: it about... I do remember calling the all the staff together and sat down and spoke about that. We had no idea really? what the GFC yeah. was going to happen to us, and we said that to her. We said that to our staff. We don't know what, it's gonna, what effect it's going to have on our business.
0: And, and what was that discussion like? How did they react? Uh-huh.
3: I think they accepted that what was said but they, once again they didn't know what GFC meant either No, that was the problem nobody knew what was going to happen
0: but it's interesting that you chose to actually have that discussion with them right yeah, yeah. yeah. what yeah. were you what were you thinking John I mean well, Rosie why, why, why did you why was that important do you think to share that with I them? think
3: to just let them know that you know we, we they still had a job yeah. uh, but we didn't know what was going to happen we couldn't guarantee that continuing on but it was we, the uncertainty, in yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, And the same thing happened when during, during COVID came in. Nobody knew what was going to happen with COVID oh. as well. Oh. We all we all sent all staff staff to home. To home. We had zero wrong, zero enrolments coming in, hadn't zero money coming in. But um, we got through it. Um, yeah. The staff did quite well. Worked from home. Some some worked better than others, but. you <laughs> know, that's, that's normal. That's the um, way, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're lucky, I think. We, uh, we, we survived it. And um, Rosie and I went to work every day during COVID into the city. Yeah. Worked. Yeah. Um, it was pretty nice. We yes, it I mean, was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We, we were doing the admin. We were doing the postage and things like that. But uh, yeah. you we know, had all the staff. Worked work with now.
1: how to use an old franking machine that
0: <laughs> I hadn't touched <laughs> so, so do you. So do you ever look back and say, well, there are times in those early days particularly where you say, we you sat there and think, oh, I don't know whether this business ownership bit is, is right for us? Um,
3: probably going through um, the business part, the split. It was hard. That was yeah. hard. That was probably one of the hardest things we've, we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, we're lucky we supported each other during that period. We had good solicitors, a good yeah. solicitor who uh, uh, helped, helped us quite a bit. We're still very, I think I actually bought his house Really? Was, uh, in my oh, You have to be the property sector, my, there you go. In, my league, in our legal fees. Yeah. We, we, I we, think we, we still. at least built a new wing. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> well, what, 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 what did you learn from that whole exercise and what would you do differently? It was all uh, very well in hindsight. I, I've right? learned
3: something very important. Never get in partnership with anyone again. Really, I, I'll never do it again. And why yeah. is that? Right? Oh, because of the experience and the hurt, and um, like one bit, business partners want to go in different directions, and one one is working longer with ours, and the other partner, and yes, one partner wants to take more money than the other partner, and all this. this so the expectations yeah. sort of yeah. drive people
0: apart. I think so. Yeah. 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 Because of competing interests. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, we're we're actually giving advice to a to a family member recently and she was, you know, talking about, you know, moving from a paid employment into her own business ultimately. Yeah. And she started talking about, you know, someone, and it's, you know, allied health style things and she was talking about, uh, you know, going into, and she said, I'd work with this person and in, and we're both looking at each other and, you know, when she'd stopped getting really excited about it, we went, now how's this partnership? Gonna work. Her, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and what are we, we, where's this coming from and then, Ultimately, she got to the end. And went, oh no, we'd be two separate companies, and we'd be two separate. And we're going fine. That's sit fine. back down. We're happy to talk again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But look, there's lots of people with different skills, and you have to work with people with different skills. You can't have every skill yourself. Right. Mm. No. And we get that. It's just a matter of when you are in a partnership, you have to be very clear about I think defining the roles and that's yes. something we didn't do right at the beginning nice. yes. and we didn't was. have a partnership yeah. agreement yeah. which you know we know in you know, that wonderful thing called hindsight is the wrong thing yeah. and, yeah. and a really a partnership agreement is about what happens when you split up it's like an employment agreement mm. nobody reads an employment agreement yeah you got a new job sign away yeah. Yeah. It, an employment agreement I think should be called a termination agreement because yeah. that's the first Cause time. Because that's when you really, use it. That's when you use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in a nice way. Yeah. But that's, that's where it should be. And, and, yeah. so, and, you know, a partnership agreement should be about what happens when... when you know, these, these, are the, these are the boundaries. This is the framework. And, of course, it can be a living document. You, you know, as you grow yeah. or you don't grow, Yeah. it can change. And I think that's what we've... You know, in the advice that we give, you know, we talk to a lot of... Particularly property agents who often go into partnerships. Yes. And yeah. you can't tell everyone... You know, for us, yeah, there would never be a partnership uh, other than <laughs> ours. Other
0: than yours.
3: She owns my soul anyway, mate. Oh, dear,
0: so there's nothing you can do. No agreement will fix that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I used to say to um, John's mum, uh, and both our mothers have been gone 17 years, but um, I used to say she gave me good raw material. I still had work to do. <laughs> In terms of training. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you yeah. um, so, know, yeah, that's, that's... uh yeah you know, that, that's a whole different type of partnership. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You it know, is. where you absolutely trust the other person 100% because, you know, that's... It's a know. very deep partnership. Yeah. It, it yeah,
0: covers, yeah. It covers a, a lot of terrain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah.
1: And, yeah. you know, we've been together 40 years, so, yeah. you know, worked together 20 of those. Mm.
0: You know, strengths and weaknesses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah we do. Has he got any weaknesses? A right. banker wouldn't have right, She'll have a list of them
3: mate. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> 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 yeah pretty pretty long I reckon. About adding about adding, adding, to, adding to it daily I think. Okay. But, um, um, but people well say how do we work together? How do we? Yeah. We've we, 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 we got two separate offices and sometimes I won't see her for a couple of hours. I'll, I'll stick my head in the door and ask if she wants some lunch. Yeah, that's you know, about it. That's about it. And then we we drive to work and together. We drive yeah. home. That's it. Do, do so you, know you talk business at
0: home? Uh,
1: sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Depends. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you know your territories oh, pretty so, much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I imagine there's some strategic issues where you you come together in terms oh, yeah, of talking and always got to debating. Be, uh, and, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So,
1: yeah, and yeah, you know, just getting information. I need to make a decision about something. Well, I need to know how much did that cost us last year? How much did we charge that person last year? In terms of putting together a proposal for for somebody, you know, somebody new. And I go, okay, well, we charged that. We did this. You know, this is what you know. Yeah. And you know, I get all of those figures before I can actually go and put the all the fancy words around it.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. and um, you know, John will give me five lines, and it turns into seventeen pages. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. but, um, yeah, that's what the, you know, it's what the client wants. They want the, yeah. the summary of, of what, what, of numbers. Of what they're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you yeah, bottom uh, line things.
0: I think, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, right? There's a lot of successful businesses with partnerships. Yes. Um, business partnerships and, and uh, business and life partnerships. Yeah, yeah, And there's others that are torn apart oh, as yeah. a result of yeah. partnerships. Um, yeah. Um, certainly, from a valuation advisory perspective, and, and to a transaction level, you know, I see, I see some of the worst and and best of that, you know, and yeah, you know, I think it's instructive, you know. Um, somehow, you've got to have the fortitude to at least map out the territory in advance, yeah. but mostly. It's, it's not, not done. It's not, not done. Because no. it's hard. No. It's yeah, yeah.
1: actually yeah. hard to say, well, because you know, like any relationship, we're all in love at the start of it. That's Correct. Right. And yeah. you know, whatever type of love that is, we're all in love. So you don't want to talk about when you break up. No. no it's the last thing. It's not. It's, 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 like, you know, it's like doing a prenup, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you don't want to, do, like we, we were out to dinner with, um, there were three couples. And you know, we run a college, another couple run a law firm. Hmm. Another couple were run a real estate agency, hmm. a big real estate agency, you know, a law firm that specialises in property. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. we all you know, work together, yeah. you know, on different things. And we we're actually talking about the fact that we all work with our life partners. Yeah. And, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting discussion to, you know, how often do you see them? And, and it was the same sort of story. They don't see each other very much during uh-huh. the day. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. not, they're not in each other's pockets. And I think that's part of.
0: Well, and there's a great you know, there must be inherently, and maybe I'm taking it too far, but I think, well, you guys have a perspective because of your own situation, but there must be a a massive level of trust, right? If one doesn't see each other and, and each of you just get on with what you're doing, there's sort of this sixth sense that, well, we know that's covered because, and there's a trust that each other's working on the bits that they're, they're good at and they're focused at. Well, you know what's really nice
1: is when you hear your staff saying, you know, somebody rings up and says, oh, this bill hasn't been paid. They go, no, 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 Mm. no, no, you've got the wrong, the wrong thing. Every bill of ours is paid on time. Mm. So, you know, they have, you know, they, they have that knowledge that he won't pay early, he won't pay late.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's always done on time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they have that knowledge that, no, we would never, ACOP would never have an outstanding bill on anything.
0: But that's the life, alright. I yeah. forgot to
2: Yeah,
0: they probably know that too. Well, exactly. They I mean, do. You know, yeah, they but do. but that's. I but mean, that's know, where the. But you on the
1: phone. Yeah. No, 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 no. That that has been done. Yeah. So you know, there's that. Not only do I have that trust that that's been done, mm. our whole team does.
0: But there, that to me, that's a valuable culture, right? Because it's mm. a, about the each of the team having each other's back. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, not many businesses can boast that sort of culture in my experience, well, right? Yeah. I think
1: that some, back to that recruitment issue, of they hire all of the same type of person because it's easy, because everybody gets on. Whereas if you're hiring people with this skill set and that skill set and that skill set, it's actually a job for that, for that supervisor of that team to actually bring all of those skill sets together because they're quite different people. Yeah. And you look at personality profiling of, you know, yeah, many yeah. Diff- different types of personality profiles out there. And you know, bringing you know, looking at people's strengths and weaknesses in each of their personalities, and bringing that together is is a tough gig for a manager. Yeah, it is. yeah but so, it's
0: it's a rewarding gig if they're prepared. If they're prepared as a manager and yeah. leader to go that far.
1: But right? I think that's also about talking about it, going you know, identifying to your team that well, you have this skill, you have this skill, and you know, they feel good about that they've got a skill, but you're not very good at that. <laughs> but yeah. they are. In fact, you're crap at that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, exactly you know, right. But, but,
0: but, yeah. but, but not persecuting them. I think No, it's, no, no, and we talk about
1: that in ourselves and our senior managers go, well, I'm not going to touch that because that's not where my skills are. And so we talk a lot about people's skill sets.
0: But if you've got that level of openness, it's a, it's a really good start, isn't it? It you is. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. not everybody's prepared to be open. No, no. So, you know, that's... That's how it is.
0: You know. yeah. um, we talked about different people, you know, responding differently. Compliance. Mm. Legislation. The property market. The pro <laughs> oh, I know you there. <laughs> She's Look, excited now, right? I know, no, 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 you see. Know, you can see you can see the warmness <laughs> right but But yeah. the, why is the property market so covered with laws and rules and why why? Tell you us You
1: know what? About. As I say to most people who sit in our classrooms and say, We're overregulated, I said, I spent the first probably fifteen to twenty years of my life in the health and welfare industry. Yeah. First big job, Department of Health, in a unit that was closing down all of the institutions. Yeah. Yes, the one in Orange, the yeah, one yeah, in... You know, yeah. All of those. And that was my gig because I you know, studied psychology and special education all that sort of stuff at uni. And I ended up in there. And the amount of regulations back in the mid-'80s still outweighs the regulations we've got in property. And whilst we sit back and go, we're over regulated in property, and yes, there are a lot of regulations. I turn around and you know, you you know I I have a a side where I work with a a charity in the in the in the community services sector. What we have to go through on uh, you know what's called you know the Australian standards uh, audits on that, it, it way exceeds what we've got in property, it exceeds what I have to meet with my regulator as a registered training organisation. Yeah. So, you know, the, the hoops we have to jump for compliance there. And, of course, we're dealing with, with you know, um, victims of domestic violence. We're dealing yeah. with children and we're dealing, you know, it's all, there's a lot of regulation, particularly around the children's side of it. But, um, you know, I think sometimes you think if you just had a little bit of a freer run on it and then you, then you watch how some people operate, yes, it could always be done better. But mm. we're dealing with regulators who are in the property industry, there's 46,000 people in the property industry that are either licensed or certificated. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So,
1: it's not big, it's not small, no. so you know, in, in terms of trying to have one size fits all, which is what a regulator needs to have, yeah. uh, there needs to be rules. It's high profile, I guess, because I mean, houses... Like how many people are on the road? We have rules. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, otherwise we're going to drive into the next person. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if there's no rules to protect the consumer, which is all that the regulator is interested in, really, is about how is this affecting the consumer? And sometimes that's our argument when I'm doing compliance for an agent who might be having a few issues with their regulator. Um, you know, it's about, is this actually... Yes, they're poor at their paperwork. They're poor at... They've got some bad management practices in there. Yeah. Um, they're possibly not running their business as well as they possibly could but are they hurting the consumer because that's the job of you know, fair trading or and consumer that's, affairs that's, or that's why we state. have the regulation yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, yeah, it's about consumer protection is it hurting the consumer if it is, yes you've got a place to be in here if it's not hurting the consumer and it's just about the paperwork and about the you haven't jumped those 17 hoops uh, in the right order
2: yeah.
1: then maybe we need to look at how we do the hoops yeah. You know, and that's where feedback needs to go to regulators to say, well, you know, surely there's, there can be some leeway in a widened path. Yeah, yeah. But so long as it still doesn't go off into hurting a consumer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if people are being misled, you know, everybody complains about the underquoting laws.
0: Yeah, but recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and, you know, huge stories around that. You know, when, whenever Today Tonight or a current affair don't have a story, they'll they'll attack a real sort right so, which, and not often, not fairly. But, you know, they talk about the underquoting. And you think, well, you know, if an agent's saying your property's going to sell for this, and it does, no it hurt. However, they're saying to a, a vendor, your property's going to sell for this, and then they tell the purchaser, well, it's actually going to sell for this, and they go down in price. Mm. And then they go and spend money on a pest and building inspection or a strata inspection, and then they. Pay a solicitor money to look at a contract, Mm. and they, and then that's the money side. Then there's the emotional side. They've fallen in love with this property, whatever it is, whether it's an investment property. They think they're going to make a, you know, you know that's their superannuation for them, or it's going to be their next home, which is you know that heart falling in love. Yeah. Um, then, the your consumers being hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because they get there and it sells for two hundred thousand six hundred thousand 1.5 million <laughs> more than the agent was saying yeah that's wrong yeah and yeah. that should be that should be regulated
0: are, are we putting regulation though where where, where where we've got a market that's hard to read or, or is this is this deceptive um, look activity, I, think there, I think, think
1: there needs to be some I th- you know, so maybe the regulators need to understand the market a bit better yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know I think they're getting better at that yeah, yeah. but you know, when it's blatantly done, of which it is in many of the cases that I see. Yes. Because, uh, you know, we only see the really the bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> When yeah. somebody's in trouble, yeah. when they're ringing and asking for help. And, uh, or, you know, we're being referred from a solicitor to so, say, you know, you need to get in and help these people with their compliance. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I, I think, you know, you can say to the regulator, hang on, they haven't heard anybody. Yeah. Back off, you know you know, just because they said the property was worth this, here's why they said the property's worth this. Yeah. The problem with the agents is they don't put in the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just go price because they know that's the price. Yeah. But there's no evidence.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting the whole piece on regulation and compliance as business owners in a number of different sectors and the property ones, you know, it's not, it's not a Pat Malone as you pointed out. Mm. It's somewhat high profile because of property being close to everyone, I think, for yeah. whatever yeah. reason, you know, yeah, yeah. a home is our castle, so to speak. Yeah. Right. yeah,
1: whether you rent it or you buy it or you whatever, yeah. Yeah. the majority yeah. of people have a home.
0: Yeah, yeah. but I think, yeah, if I if I look at it from a value business valuation perspective, you know, one of the factors that impacts business valuation is the external factors impacting the business. Yeah. And and are they positive or negative? But also, how is the business dealing with those? And, you know, I've, I, uh, for my sins, I've, I've valued plenty of rent rolls and, and real estate mm. agents. Mm. And the ones that aren't dealing with the regulation and the, and the compliance, you know, um, except in a really, really, you know, hot market, they're going to be penalised in evaluation. And yeah. it's not just... In in sort of ticking the boxes in terms of the rules, but I find it when I look at a, a property portfolio in a valuation sense, it's it's a health factor yeah. because underlying the underlying the compliance, the hard rules, you know, there's a whole lot of business practice things that are just common sense if you want to run a good, solid business. That's right. right? Yeah. Um, um, sorry, I'm selling one of your courses here. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, do you know what I mean. Like it, it's. It, it,
1: Three ninety nine. You've
0: yeah, made. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. but, but I think as a business owner, you know, we're sort of free spirit entrepreneurial people to a an yeah. degree, and sometimes regulation gets a hard no with us. You know, yeah. just yeah. consciously, even though we know we've got to comply. But but I think there's another way of looking at it, right?
1: But Um, then we're no different. We, you know, we're regulated by Commonwealth Education, which is the Australian Skills Quality Authority. Um, You know, so we have to meet, you know, the regulations we have in there, you know, people sit in, you know, agents sit in class and go, we've got to keep records for three years. And they go, shut up. We've got to keep records for 30. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. let's, 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 let's make comparisons here. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we have to have systems around you know, That's a very simple one, obviously, particularly yeah. with the current technology. Yeah. But, you know, just the regulations. We I have three senior staff, so a lot of money going into just making sure that we're compliant to be able to keep our licence as a registered training organisation. Yeah. So, and, you know, we also are tagged as a high-performance provider by state training services, for government-funded training. And to keep that level, that's a different uh, registration altogether in terms of being approved for that because it's on a state-by-state state basis. And, you know, there's probably, you know, three 400 approved providers in New South Wales and there's 30-something who are tagged as high performance because of the audit process we've been through. Right. But, and you know, that, that's super important. But that's a huge expense. Yeah.
0: Well, it is, and it gets the trade-off as to whether you go down that track. But it's a standout, right, in terms of your position in the market.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's where that's where we choose to be. So, yeah.
0: but that's where you can, you know, turn compliance and regulation on its head to to it's to actually a
1: business advantage.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you were you guys always destined to get into business? Do you think as owning your own business, or not really?
3: I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a difficult question, isn't it? I didn't know what, you know, I thought when I left the bank, I'd just be running my own little little business on the side. and then It it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't eventuate, didn't we? uh, That
1: turned into something. And I, when I first started, I thought I was going to be, you know, I was going to be head of a government department, you know, by the time I, you know, got somewhere. But, you know. I tended to speak out a little bit and had to leave government yeah. employment. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I'd be, I'd be working in the
3: bank until I was 55, and that was my retirement age, mate. Um, that's not going to happen now. I was going to retire at... Um, I was 65. I've been now told that's going to be longer. But now COVID, I think, I think the retirement age is about 80 now. Everyone's <laughs> got to recoup the value of their businesses lost during COVID. So. But um, yeah, well, that's just that's <laughs> life. In, ta- in talking to you,
0: I don't get a feeling that you 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 know you're up for retirement anytime soon. Well,
1: I had one of the one of the regulators from Fair Trading actually say to me the other day. He said, "What's your future with with the with the business?" And I thought, "Oh, that's a bit cheeky." I mean, have yeah. known quite well, but. Um, I said, look, I haven't finished with it yet. And I think I've said that to you before. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've finished with this beast yet. Yeah. Yeah. And some days you think you have. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the majority of the time, you know, we've, we're still coming up with new ideas of, of what to add in next. That's you know, that's cool, to, right? So there's, a, there's a
0: burning fire there.
1: Yeah. 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 And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we've, we're involved in a lot of other things outside of business yeah. and probably would like some more time to... Get into that more, and you know, and get yeah. more involved in, in a couple of those sectors of what we're interested in. Mm.
0: Uh, I want to talk about those because you know you are involved in a, in a couple of interesting activities, charities. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Could you, you you want to share us what you do and why you do that?
1: And we kind of we kind of sort of own one each. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in terms of you know, our, I think it's our heart now. Yeah. Um, I think you're. Know, the one in Cambodia takes both of our hearts and souls yeah, because uh, it's just so... Yeah,
0: so what, what happens in Cambodia and what do you do over there?
3: Um, we got involved with a uh, charity called Cambodian Children's Fund um, oh. run by an ex-Scott um, um, Neeson who was the vice president... No, he of Fo- was president. President of the f- uh, 20th, century, 20th Fox. century Fox Film run. Studio. right. Uh, Small he, job. He, yeah, just a little. little <laughs> he was over. In, sidelined, really. He was yeah. over in Cambodia um, in Siem Reap when they were making Tomb Raider. And his his mother asked him to go down to Non Penh and, and visit a friend of his. And uh, right, uh, he got involved. He then saw a a couple a uh, kid was very sick on the, on the side of a rubbish tip, and she had ty- was it typhoid. Yeah. Yeah, typhoid. Right. And um, it was going to cost him twenty dollars to help her get. Get so he said, well, what can a hundred dollars do? Um, so he, he then went back to, uh, he go put money into another charity. Yeah. Um, didn't like the way they were spending the money because a lot of it went to admin fees. Right. So he decided um, he'd uh, moved to Cambodia. He sold up his, his house, his car, gave up his job. Really. It was at the, at the time, um, they actually thought he was going to Sony Pictures, he was jumping ship. In Heston's he was actually um, moving to Cambodia. Wow. I think
1: his line is always, it's, um, I sold the house, the car, the boats, got rid of the dogs, got rid of the girlfriend, still <laughs> miss the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: He, he, he was going to give himself, what, 10 years? Yes. Oh, less. But yeah. yeah, but he's, he's been there for 15 so, years. So did he start the charity? He started yeah. the charity up and uh, right. he's got uh, worth about 2000 Kids through the school there at the moment. Um, and is there
0: one one school or several schools?
1: Several or different schools. There's different schools. about eight schools now. Yeah. One of them is really? is a, a STEM focused. Yeah. yeah. And the hierarchy of Cambodia want their children to go there because it's so successful. Wow. Yeah. But of course, you, and he always says, "Have your kids lived on the streets for yeah. Yeah. all if, of their life? If not, they yeah. don't get a go to if here. They don't <laughs> <come> <laughs> here. Yeah. But it's it's actually backed by Velcro. Yeah. Well, you know, right. the, the, the Cripps family that owned Velcro grow yeah. are yeah. just, Melbourne-based, phenomenal family. saw the story about this on Australian Story. Yeah. yeah. They've done a couple of stories about Scott on Australian Story. And, yeah, we got in because a friend went there yeah. and started talking. Because part of CCF is they run a child protection unit. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's all ex-Aussie federal coppers, yeah. basically. Oh, is that right? right. Yeah. 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 And our friend, you know, likes a, likes a you know, the the odd beer or two, <laughs> and was yeah. sitting in a bar in Nongpan and and uh, met these that these Aussies, and that. so he got involved, so we got I involved. Got involved
3: in it, so we um, we decided we go over, there, packed the bags, went over there for a, a week or so, and visited around, had a look around, and see what was see, saw what was actually going on in around yeah. the around the school and the kids and the kids, you know, they live in in absolute slums. Yeah but they're all happy running around the streets, all smiling, all happy. Got right. They don't know any different. That's and the problem. And all they want
1: to do is learn yeah. because and they see the sc- that's their ticket out. Yeah. Yeah,
3: you walk right. around 10 o'clock at night and the kids are teaching other kids.
0: So what and difference are you guys having over there, do you think? Well... And being involved.
3: I think we... Our
1: dollars make a difference.
0: Your dollars make a difference. <laughs> yeah, dollars yeah. you know, make and a as,
1: difference. As Scott has said to us on a number of times, we've got to know him very well now. Of course... I have a habit of maybe over talking and asking a lot of questions. No, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have
1: said that, would I you? Have have said that? No, not at no. all. Not no. at all. So yeah, perhaps I'm now on the board of CCF. So and you know, and John's more involved with the child protection unit yeah. in, in their management and and, uh, and going through there. But um, yes, and Scott says we don't want everybody to come over here and build buildings and and volunteer their time. He said we need some dollars. Yeah, we need people to stay yeah. back where they are have jobs that can, can make some money and send it to us. Yeah, nice. And, yeah. you know, you sponsor kids and that's, you know, part of, you know, yeah. we've, when we went over at Christmas time, we had three sponsored children and we came home and we've now got six. We've got six now. Wow. <laughs> <With another laughs> we ended up two, with some twins. twins. And, and we've got a growing girl. business and a growing
0: family. Well, yeah, so <laughs> <we> <laughs> have, there's
1: one little girl, and this is, this is what does it for you. We were walking around at night with Scott around the this poor area around where the, the old yeah. rubbish tip used to be. And they're living in absolute squalor. Oh, like this room that we're sitting in now, double the size of, you yeah. know, maybe, no, probably a quarter of this would be the size of what they have up and down. Yeah. Walk 10 minutes to get any water and it's dirty anyway. Yeah. There's,
3: shower, there's no showers, there's, no glass.
1: There's no hot water. There's no, you know, there's, you know, the toilets are, I don't think I've seen any. Wow. Um, so, you know, it, and you know, there's a fire burning, and there's a you know, a, there's drug issues. There's you know, there's everything you can possibly think of. A third world country, well, it's there. Yeah. There's also the very other extreme of you know, yeah. of wealth in that country, but the very few, like it's the point zero one percent of the population that have it. So yeah, it, it's this little girl. Scott didn't know who she was, and he knows the name of every child. Well,
3: the two thousand kids, he knows every, the name of every single one of them. It's amazing, kids, isn't it? Unbelievable memory.
1: And you know, he's he. This little girl, he said, I don't know who she is, and she was new. She'd been, she'd been dropped off. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. you know, into a community and, and nowhere to go. Nowhere to go, and anyway, she latched onto John. This little kid just sort of they climb on you, <laughs> and, you <laughs> and they eventually get a hold of you. And I've got some of the most beautiful pictures. Yeah. And before we, you know, we had dinner with Scott the next night, and he said, so um, we're sponsoring that new little one. <laughs> and then he walked us another night he walked us into where one of our sponsor kids lives and there was twins that had just turned up, they were second, third cousins look the relations you just don't understand yeah. you, don't, you, know, you don't you don't want to know it's not going to family yeah. they, 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 they swap, they swap.
3: Well, someone's got two boys and someone's got two girls i will swap the family over so they'll got a boy and a girl and oh, a boy really? and a girl they call yeah. them cousin brothers and cousin, cousin brothers. sisters
1: yeah. Relationship, family relationships is just, it just doesn't exist. So yeah. Which is which actually quite nice. Yeah, because in you know, an in in interesting my family, way. I'm only interested in my It's a more family. inclusive. Yeah, yeah it is. Because it, well, so. it has to be. And when you think about what the history of that country is with the Khmer Rouge and, yeah. and you think that happened in our lifetime. Mm. And, you know, I think as a world, we let that happen. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so perhaps as a world, we need to do something about fixing it up. So that's I can hear... the 70s.
0: I mean, that's amazing. Like, I... I mean, I can hear the difference that your dollars are making. Oh, yeah. And your involvement. For you personally, I mean, what does it do for your soul? Like, it, it does, is, that, is, that, is that the difference it's doing for you? I think it's
3: the escape, isn't it, from, from work? I think is it? Out, going over there and spending a, a week over there or 10 days over there. And yeah just going to see our, our kids, taking our kids out. And,
1: and see and how they've grown and learned.
3: Because our, our little one, is our youngest one, she was uh, she was living on the street, I've got a picture of her, and, uh, and you couldn't remember, she was so filthy. Yeah. Now she's, six, what, 16 years old? Mm. Looks unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you Did you ever think back 20 years ago when you started the business that you'd be, be doing something like this, guys? Not oh, at all. No. Not at all. No. No.
3: Yeah.
1: no. I mean, you know, we've we've always, you know, assisted in different ways, in different things, but, mm-hmm. you know, this was what, the last eight years yeah. that we've been involved with this. Isn't it? And yeah. yeah, so it's just, it you you actually feel like you're making a difference. Lovely. You know, and it's yeah. not, you know, I've got, I've got, we've got some friends that, you know, they're early 40s, so <laughs> considerably younger than we are, with four little children. And he has a very senior job, well-known person. Yeah. Um, and he worries about his kids who, are, you know, have a life of, you know, they're at, you know, they're at fancy restaurants every weekend, they're, you know, staying in fancy resorts all the time, they're, you know, and that's part of his life, and that, yeah. that's their life. And he says, but I worry they're going to grow up entitled, and, and I said, well, you know, that's part of your job as a parent, you know, yeah. mum and dad to, you know. To balance to, that. To balance some balance of it, that. that, yeah. And, you know, yeah. he's desperate to get the four of, you know, we just need to sort out the timing of school holidays and... Yeah. and getting the four of those kids over there mm. um, to see that what life is like. Because, you know, their view of life is very, very privileged. But and that's nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs>
0: right. but it's because like, unless you've seen it you've and lived it, someone, yeah. um, as, yeah. as you guys have, have done over those eight years, you had a window into it. It must give you a totally different perspective. Yeah, you look at it and you just see, you know, the kids, oh, yeah.
1: they're crying. You know, back here, they're crying because they haven't got... What, what's the new drink that they're all... Oh. Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 The Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know,
0: I've so got a car boot full, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a couple of staffers, kids are desperate
1: for it. Yeah. You know, so I'll dis- sell
0: for a margin. <laughs> I'm, so, a, I'm a real estate agent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's the, that's the discussion you're having with a kid back here. Whereas the kid over there doesn't have any shoes, doesn't have any clothes and gets absolutely beside themselves when you take them shopping and buy them, they just go, well, whatever you want. And we bought them, we took the three girls, the the three oldest girls shopping and, you know, we went into, I guess, the equivalent of a a Hmong Irish, you know, and um, we just went, go for your lives. And I think they bought about 10 items, jeans, tops, jackets, you know, um, dresses, and I think they got about eight or nine items each, and I think it was about five hundred US. Wow! Yeah. You know, and it was just, and they were beside themselves.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then it's you they know, all hold, they all hold back because they don't want it, don't want you to spend the money on them. That's lovely. Um, it? And they do that all the time. Don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And you
1: and you take them for lunch, and oh, okay. we've learnt this now over the years. The first time, the first couple of times, you know, you'd buy, they'd want to go. They all love fried chicken.
3: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, you end up
1: at the KFC it's a, or you know, Humbley there's a couple Jacks there or Jacks or something. one of like those that, and, and they want fries. fried chicken. But then they don't eat it. Yeah. And
3: yeah.
1: then you realise that they're actually putting it aside to take home.
3: To feed the family.
1: To feed the family. So yeah. now we go in, you know, they, they you know, they know. John says, Right, we're gonna buy a bucket for each of your families Yeah. and whatever you want now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the way you see them eat that that food is just is just phenomenal yeah. because it, it's so very they're usually th- sick afterwards because they've eaten too much. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> but it's a very different take on life, right? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, we, yeah. you know, and
1: we think about you know what do you throw out every week? Yeah,
0: that's right. We take a lot for granted. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. and so you know, you just and even you know when you when you look at all of that, it makes you you know, and they're so so happy to see you.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's lovely, you know? yeah. guys. I, I thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, I think. That's very special yeah, yeah. Um, that you're involved in that, yeah. and and you're also involved in, in a charity, closer to home. Um, yes,
1: that was a my one of my besties, um, was she's since passed, uh, but she was horrified. She was uh, doing a lot of volunteer work uh, in our local area, and found that on the northern beaches of Sydney, we were turning away 300 women who needed crisis accommodation for homelessness right. on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. And that horrified her. She'd grown up in England. Uh, she, you know, had a very, you know, different childhood from the adulthood that she was having. So she, she had quite a... Um, there was abuse in there. There was, you know, a yeah. lot of... And you know, she'd left very early and be gone to become a nurse. And she and her husband were now, you know, extraordinarily well off and able to help out so she was she was doing this and she said no this is not good enough and you know as her, her husband still says um you know you you don't say no to willie mm-hmm. and you know she said we're going to do something about this so they put a, a lot of money on the table to set up the what was then the manly women's shelter right we've now changed the name to the northern beaches women's shelter so we could sort of yep. align ourselves across the area where we well, you've Probably. got the demand, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. people look at you and go, what do you mean there's homelessness on the northern beaches? Yeah. There's homelessness on the northern... I mean, yeah. TV's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so that's 13 years ago. She, you know, that we, I, she was setting it up and got me involved. And, and, uh, and I think now that she's passed, that if I leave, she will haunt me.
0: So, so, you, so, you, <laughs> so you've <laughs> got this on your back for good. <laughs>
1: I yeah. think I'm there for good. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, you know, I'm on the board. So, you know, I'm not in there doing the, the hard work every day. No. There's an, an amazing team that do that and they're all social workers and highly trained. And a lot of volunteers as well. And there's a massive group of volunteers that go in there and sort out food or sort out this or sort out that. But we're not funded. So, you know, it's, you know, looking for, you know, philanthropic donors and foundations and...
0: To make it sustainable, right? Because well, it's, it's obviously 7, a demand that just...
1: fifty thousand dollars a year to run it. Really, yeah. So, you know, and that, that means... You know, a lot of I see my job governance, yes, but separating people from their wallets. And, and how many
0: people would it be? Would it be helping in a year? Do you think?
1: In a year, we because we're crisis accommodation and into transition. So crisis accommodation, sort of three months ish, some yes. less, some more. Yeah. Uh, we're helping probably about a, around about a hundred women a year. And I guess it's the that. families
0: around that, right? That
1: Look, you know, yeah. I know one lady who. I've met through the real estate. You know, she's in, in, a, in an associated service that services the real estate industry. And she came along to a, to a function because I said, hey, it's in your backyard. You live on the beaches. You know, come along, bring your wallet. And halfway through the session, she actually said, you know, I was a client in your service. Oh, wow. You know, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And she said, I had lost custody of my children. I had lost, you know, everything. Wow. And she said, your service put me back together.
0: How did that make you feel, right? Oh,
1: i burst into tears. So yeah. as she did. And yeah. she just went she said, I saw pictures of you and I saw you come to the <coughs> shelter but you know she you know, didn't know it, obviously. Yeah. But you know, that's you know, as I said, we're the board, we, we're governance and fundraising and yeah and well, not operations. Oh no, so, lovely. But, but but
0: obviously making a difference as well. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Huge.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. um you yeah, know and we fight on that on a daily basis and you know. Currently in the middle of a fight with council for taking away the sixty-five thousand dollars that they, you know, deign to give us every year.
0: Let me know their address and I'll go around and <laughs> bomb Northern bomb their mailbox. Northern
1: <laughs> Beaches Council. Northern <laughs> Beaches Council, if you're listening, you need to cough up. <laughs> That's all right. As I said, we've, we've we've gone we've gone some media on them. So yeah, yeah. You know, but it's yeah. obviously
0: a very important facility and service, right? Um, and it's
1: something that you know every area has a need for.
0: Correct. So, you
1: know, we're just one of... We are the first of a series of shelters under a particular banner. So the same couple, my friend who's passed and her husband at the time, they said, well, you can't lobby from one local government area. So they set up an umbrella over that, which is women's community shelters. So there's now nine shelters. In all. In all. In that that sort of same model that we use, which is, you know, the person-centred. Lovely. Mm -hmm. So, again, back to what each individual needs, which is different.
0: Different from the, yeah. Yeah. John and Rosie Sullivan, thank you very much for being so generous. Um, I mean, this story is is an interesting one. You live very full lives, I feel. I mean it's fascinating to, to hear. We're
1: getting old and tired. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, well, I don't oh, know. I, like I maybe, maybe, maybe if you look at John's hair, yes, oh, I can get decision. that. But but, but 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 there still seems to be a lot of youth and, and enthusiasm around what you're involved with. If mm. I hear you, you know you talk about your business and the fire and around around what you're doing to improve and change and and, and, and grow the business and and then you know, to hear what you're doing with those two charities, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's uh, it's awe-inspiring. Um, and I guess the business has helped you, you know, I don't know, is it, has it helped you or... It's, it's allowed you to extend into those other areas perhaps. Well, I mean, you know,
1: yeah. look, there's lots of people who can volunteer and make a difference. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and that's a time issue. But sometimes you just need people who can say, "Yeah, all right." The yeah, tap the card. Yeah. Away we um, go. And away yeah. we go. But you know, on both of what we're involved in, it's all, It's also we're personally involved. So yeah, it um, yeah, it gives you gives you other angles to your life.
0: Well, I think it, it seems to me that you're innovating as a business owner. You're, you're you're a better person overall if you've got some of those. Extra curricular activities. Oh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. and you know, yeah. and you know, all of our family get involved, and you know, they, they all get dragged along for the the galas and the <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. open yeah. their wallets. And as you know, all the young ones are getting older. Yep. Yeah. Time to time to make this part of your life. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our Christmas presents from most of the young ones now are um, donations to our two to, to Char- charities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. John and Rosie, thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for having us. The pleasure's been mine, thank you. Thank you.
2: Pleasure.
0: So we're very fortunate to have John and Rosie Sullivan here today from Australian College of Professionals. And um, wow, what an interesting life today. Um, 20 years or thereabouts in business and some great insights about training, treating people differently, developing people and teams, but. Yeah, going through the ups and downs of developing a very solid business. And then to hear their their journey into two important charities, one in Cambodia and one here in Sydney on the Northern beaches, a very fulfilling journey and, and some great insights for any business owner. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to this podcast. And follow us on Instagram at jamesc underscore price. And if you're up for improving your business, gaining access to knowledge, insights, our team, and consultations, join our online membership portal. Visit jpabusiness.com.au.